Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Endy Brothers. I'm Rhett. And I'm Jason. We're back for lunch. Got some stuff to talk to you about, including <clears throat> Jason's already got the Dota buff page up. <laughs> I was like, I was going to ask him like what we were talking about, and he's like already was like <clears throat> typing in it all, and he's like, oh, are, are we are we on? I'm like, no, I was going to ask what you want to talk about. Oh well, I want to I want you to talk about your game first. I was just well, I was pulling this up since we played last night. It's like had our weekly yeah playing. Yep. Look at all those Bad L's games. All those L's right next to my W, right in between. <laughs> Oh, you mean when I had, uh, what is that, 24 to 5 kill assist death ratio? Mine was pretty good. I don't think let's, it has. Let's see what yours was. <clears throat> yours was 5. Okay. Mine was 4.8. So. What up? <laughs> Fine. I had almost as many assists as you. Yeah, why is that? You were the carry. It's because my kills kept getting sniped by Quap, I think. Oh yeah, I hit 13. That's pretty good. Chicken's pretty good at Quap. I I think not he's that pretty good at Quap actually. He's I think pretty he's to do good as Quap and not doing it. Chicken uh plays Queen of Pain. I think those like kind of mid nukers are kind of chicken specialty. I mean, Zeus is he's pretty good on Zeus. He's really good on Zeus. Yeah. And he's super considerate. He's like, oh, it's my job to gank and do all this stuff. When I'm in, I'm like, no, must farm. Well, I definitely try that. I think the the times I try playing Quap, I just don't have, I think, a good... I don't know. It doesn't work for me. And I don't know why, because I definitely go, like, his similar build here. I go for Scepter and... Orchid. Uh, maybe I don't do Orchid. Maybe that's my problem. Let me see what I do. It's very I important. I don't do it right. Some sort of disable on her is super important. Yeah, that might be my failing. Let's see, heroes. How much did it cost for the premium membership? Six bucks. For a whole month? For a month. This podcast brought to you by <laughs> Dota Buff. <laughs> Where six dollars gets you a month premium subscription. It's a lot of stats they give you. Yeah. I think it's pretty valuable. Like, I was looking at all these uh, most successful things, because that's a, a membership thing. Yep. Kind of interesting. Because, like, yeah, you can definitely see Death Prophet's one of my most successful... It is my most successful hero, apparently. I don't know what all goes into factoring. Like, it's over... It says, measures how good you are at a hero. Play and win more matches to increase your success. But it doesn't just, like, look at your win rate or your KDA ratio. Like, I don't know what all it factors in. Win rate, matches played, and KDA. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it factors in more than that. Like, because maybe it factors in all these things. Yeah, most played, highest, win, or like highest win rate, most game impact, best economy. I don't know. I don't know. Let's. Do you want to see what yours is? It was sort of like when. Uh, uh, let's go to your profile here. Sort of like what? Oh, you mean like Dota, how it has like... No, well, remember it had that like intangible like performance meter when it first started, and it was yeah. like not based on your win percentage. Now it's based on your win percentage, but back when it was like yeah. this like ephemeral thing that you had no idea. Here we go. So your, yours is Jakiro still. And then Wraith King is your second. Makes sense. Zeus is kind of great because you only have seven matches played. But 100%. Oh, I don't have 100% win rate with him anymore. So sad. I used to have 100% win rate with Zeus. Oh, I haven't played him for seven months, so... I think these heroes are pretty accurate. I mean, Jakiro, definitely, like... I haven't played him nearly as much, but I think it's safe to say he's still one of my better heroes. Wraith King, obviously. Uh, Warlock, for sure, dude. I stomp with dude, Warlock. I know, me too. <laughs> he's my third best, too. Uh, Shadow Shaman up there, definitely. One of my best. Um, I know your top four, three of them are supports, though. Yeah, that's fine, though. That's because when I first started playing, I played a shit ton of support. Yeah, I, I mean, Death Prophet's not a carry, dude. No, I know. I wasn't saying mine were. Hey. Then my Medusa. Oh, is my Medusa higher than yours? Or are they the same? They look like the same level. 
Uh, mine's higher. Oh, you bitch. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I have less games played, that's why. My KDA is way higher on her, though. Yeah, but I'm more successful and I win more. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they factor all this stuff in. It's kind of interesting. It's It'd be nice if we can kind of look at everybody's and figure out, like, a few heroes for each of us to specialize in when we're playing, like, random draft and just games in general to kind of improve. Well, my graph, the new uh, Dota 2, or the Dota Reborn uh, oh, yeah. interface, shows that uh, I'm pretty well-rounded. I specialize in everything. Well, I'm pretty versatile, too. That's my highest Versatile's thing. me, bitch. No, that's one of the stats. Oh. <laughs> is versatility. Mine is just a perfect pentagon, a pentagon surrounded yeah. by the types of play. I wonder if that kind of thing is on here on Dota buff. I don't know. I don't know either. you think they would, like, because they usually have more stats than Dota. Yeah. It's, it's buff Dota. Dota buff. What the hell? <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating all your pretzels, but they're so delicious. They are so good. I keep buying. It's like five bucks for this bag, and like, I don't know. Like, I can't find like most of the stuff I buy from him. I'm like, I can get this at Costco or at the store cheaper. But these, I'm like five bucks for these big bag of flavored pretzels. The the most comparable thing I could get is at Freddy's. And they're just like kind of mustard flavor, like spicy pretzels. These are pretty Not good. These. these are good. Sorry you have to listen to me chew, listener, but they're so good. Lunch just to authenticate. Yeah, we're eating lunch right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, I think it'd just be nice if we had... Oh, that's cool. It shows our games together. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the... Look at all Dota those Ws. Buff, Dota Buff Plus perks is... Yeah, you, we can see our games together. So look at all them W's. Yeah, oh, you, and, you and me play well together. Magnus. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's oh. not good. <laughs> There's a lot of those. It's a lot of L's in a row. Go back to the top quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of these are from four months ago, before when I was more sporadic. Five months ago, so a month ago is when we kind of started playing again. And, and those are the those are team matchmaking games right there. Oh. Yeah. A lot of W's here, though. Pretty good. I mean, doesn't Eesh. it show... What the fuck did I play Elena? Oh, 22 days ago. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that wasn't an old game. Oh, weird that you're not, like, listed here. We played a game last night. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it hasn't updated yet. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Friends this ago. week. Yeah. Hmm, that's different than friends of this month. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I gotta stop playing his Magnus, but he's my challenge hero right now. Solo queue it, bitch. Fine. Hey, come on. I've lost every game I've ever played as Animage. He's my hero for my all hero <laughs> challenge. I'm not gonna subject people to me like figuring out how to play Animage. Yeah, but I'm not. Well, I don't think I was that bad on Magnus. Where is he? <laughs> Where is Magnus? The bottom of the list. Very last one. Right next to my Animage. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I've played him six times and never won. <laughs> I guess I am. And four of those are in the last 15 days. Well, look at those games, too. They're really, like, some of them are really long games, more than 40 minutes. No. Definitely more than 30 minutes, all the 33, games. 33, 48, and 45. Yeah. And it seems like a couple of them, you got your blink, and your arcs or whatever, but you don't ever get anything else. So that shows something right there. The four most recent ones. Okay. You Let's almost not even look at these two. Yeah. From both of March of 2013. Not going to look at those. Those were two and a half years ago. The four that I've tried since having the hero challenge, I have died over ten times each game. Yeah. 
you had the right idea in one of those, like getting the drums and getting the bracers, like just get that transition stuff so you can do something, but yeah, no blink in that one. Couldn't get it. That's why I was just like, well, turtling in. Well, it's one of those heroes that's kind of hard. Like you either have to focus on farming with them or you have to focus on team fighting with them. I mean, here's a game I went 7, 10, 15. That looks like my... Oh, that was from 2013. So I'm going to look at that game anyway. That was with Tristan. And that was it. And I had the best KDA on the team. Yeah, this looks like a rough game. Like, Marana had a .7 KDA. I mean, Druid had 13 kills, so... Yup. Well, Ricky had 20. There you go. Yeah, okay, so I did the best on the team there. That's why I thought I wasn't that bad on him. But that was two and a half years ago. <laughs> whoa, 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 dude. Dude. Can you just give a reach around like that? <laughs> I can, and I will. <laughs> Is that okay if I have this? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Rough time. Rough time on Dota. Yeah, right, I think you're right. I'll just have to solo queue him. Although I noticed with the new uh, configuration in Dota, what's it called? Reborn? Yeah. It shows you all your heroes that you have to do. Yeah. They didn't do that before. Yeah, they just showed the next one. Yeah, and it didn't show you your past ones. So I was always like, well, I don't know what I just did. Yeah. My first one was Undying. Mm. I haven't even done my first one yet. <laughs> Animage. I probably just have to solo queue it like that. So lucky and get lucky. <clears throat> anyway, we're wasting time talking about Dota. Yeah. So I want to hear about this game. Okay. So mm. I'm gonna go to my Steam profile so I can look it up. Because I looked at the screenshots and I think I even watched a video. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it looks okay. And then you started describing it. I was like, that doesn't look like what what you described. It doesn't match what I looked at. I thought. Yeah. It's the, so the game's awesome. So. What's it it's called XCOM. XCOM. Yep, right there. In fact, it also said, is it Enemy Unknown? Yeah. Okay. It also said, like, let's log in. It said I, like, had it in my library, and I was like, what? What are you talking about? But then I couldn't find it in my library. Uh, no, that's long to spell. Pretty easy. XCOM. Mm, service, oh, come on, Steam Store. Experiencing heavy load right now? I'll give you heavy load. Just press F5. Okay. Yeah, look. It's already in my Steam library. Play now. That doesn't make any sense. You must have it. I checked my library, and why does it say add it to my cart? I don't know. It says it's in my library. Well, log on to the Steam store at home and say play now. I am, what are you, I am logged in. When you oh, get onto your computer. Oh, at home? Yeah, I'll try it. Anyway, yeah, so I watched this video, and I'm like, this looks weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It is weird. Okay. And I looked at the screenshots. I mean, those are all... Yeah. Okay, so here. Let me describe the game. Let's go through some of these screenshots here. So go back and start at the first one. First one. Here we go. Boom. Okay. Screenshot of a Terran-looking Marine soldier pointing a gun mm -hmm. at, like, a robot guy. No, that robot guy is probably on your team. Oh, so okay. So, you can... Okay. So, the way the game works, Earth has come under attack by aliens. Right, guys? Uh, listeners, I'm talking about XCOM, Enemy Unknown, based off of the world-renowned XCOM um, series from the early 90s or whatever. So, Earth comes under attack by aliens. You are a part of a special task force group called XCOM. Okay. Now, um, okay, so here is, like, an image of the battlefield. Okay, so it's, like, grid. Yeah, but you don't really see the grid like that. I don't know how that's, why that's shown, but... Well, it looks like it's shown to hit a range, like blue and then yellow over here. He's maybe using some sort of skill right now. Yeah, maybe, actually. I don't know. Heavy laser? No, he's, he's walking. So, uh, oh, yeah, it says dashing. Okay. So, um, and you pretty much, like, each character has, like, two actions, like, per turn. God dang it, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, 
it comes under attack, you're part of this group called XCOM. Now, the game starts off, yes, it's a tactics-style strategy game. Like, you know, the grid movement, taking cover, attacking enemies, and all that standard stuff, right? Uh, but you take a lot of damage, like, when you're attacked, so you have to be really careful, and when your troops die, they're dead for good. They don't come back. Like Final Fantasy Tactics. Exactly. And what happens when you get low on troops in Final Fantasy Tactics? You go to the bar, and you hire more soldiers, and you just start the... Okay, now this screen is your uh, base, basically. Now, all of these modules have to be built. You basically start with, like, your mission control, the situation room, and, like, maybe, like, one or two other buildings. And uh, one or two other rooms. And as you get resources, because you get... You get um, you get monthly resources from all of the nations that are involved in the XCOM project. And the better that, uh, the better you're standing with those nations, the more resources you get from them. Hmm. The more resources you allocate to protect them during the alien invasion, the more resources you get from them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like resource management in that way. You have to, uh, some resources include scientists, which make your research go faster. Engineers, which make your building and stuff go faster. Um, uh, oh, money, obviously, which you use to buy things, which you use to do all this stuff. You use money and engineers to build satellites, and you get satellite coverage over different countries. Um, you also have to build and maintain, like, a fighter jet squadron so that when a UFO comes down, like this screen. So a UFO comes down, and you send a uh, jet to go shoot the UFO down. And as you build and you research and you do all this stuff, you can add, you can outfit these other things onto your ship to make it, or your fighter to do other things. And then if you shoot the UFO down, then you send your raiding party to go and capture the UFO and take their technology and fight the aliens and stuff. But sometimes it gets away. Or sometimes it shoots your fucking plane down, which sucks. But, uh... So that's a big part of it, you know, and it's just kind of this weird game where, uh, you know, you kind of let time pass, you build things, and there's all these different aliens that do different things that make it really hard, but there's different situations that come up. So, like, often you'll get a screen that says, like, uh-oh, alien abduction's in progress right now, like, choose which one you want to respond to, and that'll be in three different countries, and you have to respond to one, and each one gives you a different benefit, it'll give you either scientists, engineers, a new recruit, or money. And you have to pick which one you want to do based on, like, the panic level in that place. And once the panic level gets too high, they leave uh, the XCOM, um, you know, council. And you don't get resources from them anymore. And they don't come back. So, um, other parts of the game include, like, you have to use your uh, special moves and items to, like, capture aliens and interrogate them. So he's that fighter jet's moving in to intercept the UFO right now. See, he has he has satellite coverage on North America and one over here. So you have you have better detection of when like things are going on there. Um. Okay, now December sixteenth, two thousand fifteen. Shit, three months away. Yeah, dude, that guy's been playing for a long time. Shit, I think the game starts in March twenty fifteen. Um, I guess it's not that long. But, uh, okay, now here's the other thing. You use your science and your engineering and all this stuff, and you research, like, mechanized units, and you can uh, you can bring in one of those, like, robot guys to take the place of one of your squad members. Because obviously, so what happens is when you fight with your squad members... This guy has, like, an alien on his team, I think. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Well, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far in the game. I mean, I've played for, like, 16 to 20 hours, but, yeah, that's definitely an alien. Yeah. Must have captured him and, like, brainwashed him or something. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, but I have no idea. So, but what happens with your squad, like I was trying to say, obviously you fight with them, and they gain experience, and they level up. And as they level up, you sort of, you have, like, kind of like a mini skill tree. And you you level up your soldiers that way. And each time they level up, you have the choice between two different skills that you, uh, he's throwing a grenade. Mm -hmm. You have uh, three different skills, or two different skills that you pick from to kind of spec them the way you want. And there's different classes. So, and it's random. So when you first get a soldier, he's classless. Then he levels up and he gets his first rank and he gets put into a class, either assault class or support class. Random uh, though? Yeah, it's random. Mm -hmm. 
support class, heavy class, which is like heavy machine guns and rockets and stuff, or sniper. So there's four classes. Um, and then they each have their own abilities. Like the heavy has the big machine guns and they can like lay down like heavy suppressing fire. They have rockets that they can launch and do massive damage to things. Uh, snipers obviously specialize in long range stuff and there's different things you can do with that. Um, support, they throw like smoke grenades and also, uh, can be a medic and assault. They get a shotgun that just like pretty much instant kills anything at point blank range, which is like really nice. Um, now, you use your research to upgrade your weapons. That's the only way you get new weapons, is you research them uh, by, completing, uh, uh, by completing objectives in the battle. So, like, sometimes it's like, all right, you got to capture this guy to further your science. Or you got to kill these guys and bring them in, or you got to do autopsies, or you got to do all this. And each time you kill things on the battlefield, you get resources, like weapon fragments, or alloys, mm. or these things, which then you use... Like, okay, we research into beam weapons. Now we can research to make, like, laser rifles and shit. So you do the research on laser rifles, and then you then you make them. Uh, and you allocate your resources, and you can make as many as you have resources for. And then you give them to your soldiers and stuff, and they become better. Like, laser rifles are way better than your regular guns, or... You know, and then you increase your armor. Because it, normally, without any armor, like, a soldier will be dead in one hit, pretty much, from any of these, like, laser guns the aliens have. Yeah, makes sense. And those aliens right there, those bug things, suck. Because they run up to you and they pretty much instantly kill you unless you have armor. And when they kill you the next turn, the person that they killed comes back as a zombie. Mm -hmm. With, like, way more health and everything. Look, it's like another alien, though. Yeah, I'm not sure, like, why that guy is on their team. I don't know. It says mind controller over here. Don't know what that means. It's probably his name. That's generally the name of the unit. It's cool. I mean, and as you fight, like, if your troops get too injured and you complete the mission, like, they are, they're going to be out of commission for a few days while they heal, and oh. you can't use them for other missions. <clears throat> okay, so, that's cool. Yeah. But that's one thing about these style of games, like, you know, tactics. You just get into using, like, the same people. Yeah, and then you get come across other cool people, and you're like, but I already got a good squad. So what happens in this... Generally, like, so you want to maintain a barracks with a lot of people. You can have a hundred soldiers total. They're going to die all the time. I started over a game not that long ago where I was like, all right, I'm going to make sure I have all my stuff equipped the best. And then I made a stupid decision of sending in, because it was like, oh, here's all your best guys. They're ready to go. And it was like a very difficult mission. Like, it told, it was flat out told me, like, this is going to be a really hard mission. And I was like, well, the last time I had one of these in my last game, like, I lost all my guys because I just it was too disorganized I didn't have all my so it's like I'm just gonna put my squad my best guys out there so and I had my squad size maxed out at six people I just put my best units out there um that were all like almost max level and I lost the mission they all died and so I had to like start over with my other guys that like weren't nearly as good but you have to maintain like you know you can have up to six guys in your squad but if you have less than six soldiers in your barracks, you can only field however many you have. And if you have zero, then you're not going to be able to respond to any of the missions that like pop up. So you just go to your barracks, and you can hire as many as you want. It costs $10 per soldier, and they all start at level zero. And you have to, I mean, that's just what you do. And just, just like no gear, so you've got to provide gear for them? Yes and no. Like some of your gear, like it, you don't lose it with your soldiers <laughs> if they die. Like most of the time you're able How to you re- recover it. I don't know. Because there's like a ship there, I suppose, with people on it. I just imagine like people ran out real quick and grabbed it all and then <laughs> ran back in. Dicks. <laughs> but um So that's kinda nice. Because otherwise it'd be I think it would be really hard to be able to like re outfit all yeah. of your guys. Like, oh my god. But, you know, there's a lot of times where <laughs> I just like outfit my like I've had to a whole squad of zero people or excuse me, zero level people, and I just outfit them with the best stuff possible, and they'll like all die. And I'll be like, oh god. <laughs> now, are there like missions going on at the same time? Like you're saying, you respond to a mission, but then you kind of do the mission and it's over. Yeah. Or do you have like multiples in different countries all happening at once? It sort of responds, and you have to pick and choose which places you help. So, for example, it's like there's abductions happening right now in Japan, Russia, and the United Kingdom, and you have to pick based on the reward you get for it and based on their level of pant, like their level of chaos. And once their like chaos level gets maxed out, they leave your council and you don't get help from them anymore. Hmm. Um, 
So you have to really balance it. Like sometimes like, oh no, these people have like this mission gives me the resources I want for, you know, but they have no chaos level. They're perfectly content right now. But this other one, oh. if I don't help them, then they're going to descend into complete chaos and then they're going to leave the council by the end of the month. And you don't, you don't get anything from them anymore. And it makes, it makes building your base and recruiting soldiers and researching really difficult without those resources. That makes sense. So you try to keep everyone happy. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you let France get overrun, they're not going to want to give you resources. Exactly. So you have to kind of protect everyone while balancing. Like, it's like you try to do the lesser of all evils, basically. But sometimes you have multiple things happening at once. Like, I've had UFOs attack and abductions attack. And then sometimes there's different missions, too, that pop up. Like, uh, basically, like, terror attacks where the aliens have planted a bomb. And it becomes a different type of mission. Rather than killing all the aliens there, you got to go and disarm the bomb. And once you disarm the bomb, the mission's over. Or there's other ones where you go into a place and there's civilians there, and you have to save as many civilians as possible. And then you get, like, reward or penalties for how many you save or something? Yeah, you get graded on each mission, and you have to, like pass them with passing grades otherwise because at the end of each month you get a report card basically <clears throat> from the head council people and they pretty much tell you like how shitty you're doing or how good you're doing and if you're doing good they're going to keep giving you as much support as possible but if you start doing badly then they're going to start pulling more support and they're going to basically be like the XCOM project was a waste of time like we're starting to see that now and they're going to start pulling the plug on it and they'll start defunding you and they'll start doing all this crazy stuff like that Overall, I think you'd really like the game because it's like a really, it's persistent. You know what I mean? So, and you can start over a game anytime, pretty much. Like after you start through, there's kind of like a general story where you try to do all this stuff. Like, and as you uncover certain research, like it, you find the alien base and you could try to assault it and all this stuff. And there's all these like little pieces to it, but you can start over anytime and just try to manage your resources better and build a better squad or maybe like research things in different orders and build different buildings in different orders and yeah it sounds rad i'm going to check if i have it yeah it's uh god i don't know you know cuz i'm really into these strategy games like, obviously i've been playing a lot of crusader kings well speaking of crusader kings yeah well i don't know if you want to transition or not no that's fine i was pretty much just going to say like the whole time i was playing it i was thinking yeah. of you when I was playing XCOM, because it really reminded me of, like, the best parts of Final Fantasy mixed with, like... I mean, the only difference is, like, there's no swords and stuff. Like, there's just items and guns, you know? And it's all about taking cover in the right places, and you try to flank people the right way. Yeah. And you try to use your abilities the right way. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, it, it's super addicting. Yeah, it sounds fun. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to check if I have it tonight, especially because... And like I said, like, one bad loss can turn your game yeah. upside down. Like I said, I lost my six best, like, almost max-level soldiers. And while I still had soldiers that were still good, like, it just... All the missions from there on out become more difficult, you know? So... Yeah. And as things build up on top of you... And I think that's the best part. Like, things just build up and build up and build up. And you're, like, trying to manage all this chaos that's happening and do your best. But there will come a point, especially if you've suffered, like, a really catastrophic loss... Yeah, it's where like it'll just war. build up and build up, and you can't do anything. It becomes like a game of Tetris, where you you know your yeah, blocks yeah, get yeah. higher, and then you have less room to maneuver, and then it keeps getting higher, and you're like, ah, and then it just. And I mean, yeah, that's like a pretty realistic, like kind of battle of attrition. You know, any kind of war, it's like sure, yeah, maybe you can scrounge together and win some of these battles, but if you're not like being efficient about it, or you're losing key things, then in the end, you're yeah. still screwed. And that's the fun part about it. I mean, yeah, all that cool. stuff, like the world map and all that fun little... It's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, and there's so many out. little <clears throat> details that go into everything. You know what I mean? Like, in, and you can... There's different modes you can play on, like Iron Man mode, which is like you have one save and you can't go back. I was playing Crusader Kings on his yeah. Iron Man mode. Yeah, same here. It's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm to save a bunch. Let it roll. I don't care what happens. Uh, but speaking of Crusader Kings... Yeah. So... I think when we last left off, you know, I was playing as as a bastard from Denmark, mm -hmm. and uh, this is the same game you're still playing. Yeah, and uh, I had like two counties of the whole like kingdom. Yeah, and then I was like, oh man, I really want to try to do something, and I think I tried to take a 
county from somebody else. Like, we had captured one, and I was like, after forever, I'm like, I want it. So, like, my guy's, like, getting old. I'm like, I'm going to try to take it. Yeah. Well, he, like, you know, got the rally support from the rest of Denmark, and they crushed me, and I was like, oh, that sucked. <laughs> and I got imprisoned, oh. and they took one of my counties away from me. Oh, so, yeah. I was down to one county, and, like, a, a city that I had built in the other county was still mine. Yeah. So I was like, well, that sucks, and I couldn't do anything while my guy was imprisoned. He ends up dying in jail, and my other person takes over. And, and I kind of sit there with just the one county in the city for a long time, just going like, man, not much to do here. You know, I keep just, I go through a couple generations or something. <clears throat> and, then, uh, and then I turn into this, uh, like, five-year-old. He's like my, my heir, a five-year-old boy. Um, and I go and check on him and I'm like, okay, well, who's my, who's the king? And I'm like, what the heck? It's a boy, my name, like exact name. And I'm like, what the heck is it? That's not me. Is it like, no, it says it's somebody else. Like, <laughs> it, it says like king, whatever. And I'm like Duke or something. <clears throat> and I check and I was like, no, okay. Okay. He's six or he's a six year old boy and I'm a five year old boy, but we have the exact same name. <clears throat> and I'm like, this is so weird. weird. I was like, what are the odds that, like, you know, Pretty we'd high. have the same name, but both also be the head of our families at this at that mm. time as five and six-year-olds? Yeah, that's true. Um, so that was fine. Um, we were playing along, playing along. Eventually, what happens, I'm playing forever, just being like, I'm just going to stay content with this and try to do the best I can. Eventually, what happens is the king gets uh, excommunicated, and I'm like, huh, Interesting. And I'm like, let's try to have him assassinated. Like, let's start a plot. Oh, yeah. And the plot power was so high. People yeah, were he's down with it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't really... It was just kind of more random that I happened upon doing this. Um, so, yeah. So, the plot power was like 300%. Happened. He got killed. They knew it was that I was behind it. Yeah. And boom, I became king. I inherited nice. the whole kingdom. I was like, how did that happen? Heck how yeah. was I in the running? I don't know. I mean, you were a ba- bastard son of a king at one point, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, but I just... There's mean, no like, one else in line. He I was know, a six-year-old. He didn't have any kids. But it's just so random. I was like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. All of a sudden, I went from like one county in a city to having like seven counties. It's the game of thrones, like, dude. Yeah, you know. It's the game of houses. So I've been ruling Denmark now for like six generations. Oops. And just crazy stuff. Like and then it <clears throat> um and I, I like haven't been able to do a whole lot. Like I've got I, I keep trying to like take lay claim on this uh county that's north of me because it says I have like a, a claim on it. Yeah. But it won't let me declare war on them unless they're an independent faction and i'm like dang it yeah you have to pretty much declare yeah i get it like i need to declare war on the actual king King. that claim the land of sweden or whatever so i'm like oh so i'm trying to like sow dissent so maybe he tries to start a rebellion so then i can come in and sweep him just declare war on the whole country i don't have any claim to do that oh plus i don't want to they have more more than me um so yeah i'm like messing around with that and then i became my people started dying again. Mm. I was like, crap, I don't have an heir. I'm like dying. I like, I, oh, oh, my guy goes and lives forever. Like he, he was named like, nicknamed like the, the fat or something. Like that was his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he gets to a point where he's like 70 years old and he gets named, nicknamed like the old or something. He's just like living forever. Yeah. His kids are dying off of natural deaths. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? And uh, he finally dies. And I'm like, okay, I've got one male heir. I transfer to him. He lives for a year and dies. <laughs> I've had, I literally had that happen once where I was like, yes, finally, I'm this person who's just like was set up perfectly to play how I wanted. <laughs> dies in a year. Yeah. And then I have to play as his twin sister. Oh, yeah. Who just sucked. Like, I mean, I ended up doing really well because of like my political alliances, but she was like an idiot. Yes, I ended up playing as the grandkid then, who was like 12. But I'm like, it's popping up warnings, being like, this is your last heir. If you die now, you're like playing as like your aunt or something, or, you know, you're not going to be king anymore. This other person's going to be king. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Don't, no one plot to kill me right now. (laughs) 
And I'm like, just get older and uh, mate, <laughs> like reproduce. Um, and I like, so I arranged a marriage so that I got married as soon as I was 16. And I'm like waiting and waiting and I had a kid and I like nominated him for succession. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I was like, oh, thank God protected my throne. Like, I definitely uh, had those where it's like, oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had a thing on the top being like, if this character dies, your game is over. Is what it said. <laughs> what really sucks for me right now in my game is that, so my current heir, I'm playing as the king of Sweden. My current heir is my. Um, it's funny that you're Sweden and I'm Denmark. Yeah, I know. I thought that was <laughs> funny too. Um, is my brother. And, he's a different religion, right? Well, no, he's the same religion. Oh, okay, okay. But <laughs> for whatever reason, because I don't, he didn't have any titles in Sweden because he was like the youngest brother. So he, I, I married him off to a woman who did have titles. And so he moved to her country. Oh, weird. And all of his kids are French, <laughs> but he's going to be my heir. And then his kids are going to be my heir. But, and uh, he's even like speaks French now instead of do like the merit, the maternal marriage thing or whatever. No. Oh, okay. No. If you do matrilineal marriage, then I can't even take those heirs. Right, that's what I was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, I just thought it was weird he moved down there. But I, I guess she had land, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of, yeah. So, yeah, she has land. So, on one hand, it'll be kind of good, because somewhere down the road, like, I'll also inherit those counties in France. But... Um... But my king is going to be a Frenchman, apparently. <laughs> like, who doesn't know anything about Swedish culture. And I keep trying to invite the kids to court in Sweden. So it's like, oh, let's get them warmed up now. And they keep, like, refusing. They're like, they don't have any reason to go to... S and I'm like, yes, they do! Like, someday this is going to be their land. Like, Why don't you give some land to the brother? Like, uh, grant him some land. Uh, I did, eventually. But he still didn't come back. Oh. But he will, when he's king. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What a mess. That country's always, like, fighting up there. It sucks. Actually, that's where I'm trying to take some land. I can't even declare war and, like, march soldiers up there. Because then it becomes snowy and all my soldiers die. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. So if I time it right, like, generally I can do, like, one little sortie, basically. And bring my troops home. But I can't take anything, like, north of my current holdings. Which is crazy, because I inherited a holding in Norge that's... Like, almost the very most northern point on the map. And yeah. I'm just like... So every time I levy troops, like, I always have, like, a random thing of, like, 800 troops up there, but I can't move them. I just have to disband them quickly or they die. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand that. That's so weird. Uh. Also, I hate to change the subject, but... Dude, my current laptop, which is just like a store-bought little laptop that I inherited. Yeah. I think it's better than my desktop computer because, like, I'm running... Uh, I've been playing Viking Conquest. Mountain Blade Viking Conquest. Oh. And it, like, runs really well. And on my desktop, it, like, would always crash and, like... Oh, yeah. Well, I remember I was telling you that I thought that that game was so glitchy that I think it's just kind of hit or miss whether your system's going to kind of reject it or not. Or, like, it's going to work. Apparently kind of they've like come that out. Chandelier magic game, remember? It's like sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Just depend on yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> just depend on the computer. Well, it's. Uh, I think they released a big patch for it, so I think that's uh, part of it. But at the same time, it's weird to think that game's hard. What game? Viking Conquest. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much think I need to start over because I started a random character and I had all these troops, but I over like guessed like. I don't know, it was weird, because when you play Warband, Mountain Blade Warband, yeah, you have all these troops, and it's like, oh, yeah, you definitely have enough money. Well, I heard all these troops, and I had a thousand gold, and then all of a sudden the month ended, and I was like, negative money, and so all my troops left. I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, how did that cost me a thousand gold well, for, for just like some villagers and some like, a priest or something, like... <laughs> For me, like, I finally did, like, maxed out my troops, and I, like, had some leveled-up troops. And then they all died. And yeah. Just, yeah. I thought I was doing it's all right. Brutal. And I tried fighting some bandits and some other things. I was like, okay, like, I can, you know, start throwing some weight around. I got wiped out, back down to by myself. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> got captured. 
dragged around. Yeah, I'm pretty much at that point where it's like, I need to just start over. I'm so screwed. I have no money, no soldiers, no gear. And you can't do like what you do in Warband, where you're like, if you don't have anything, you're just like, oh, I'm going to go into, into the castle, do a tournament, win, get a bunch of money. No, they're hard. <laughs> it's really hard, dude. I can't even go into the stupid like practice arena to win 250 yeah. gold at the end. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just get my ass knocked down. Yeah. And it's crazy how long it takes to heal in that game, too. Uh, I don't remember. Oh my god, dude. My guy was like, got down to 10% in a battle, and so I like... Oh yeah, and then for like the next five battles, he's like still dead, and you're like, why haven't you healed? Yeah, I rested for a week <laughs> straight, and I went to go practice in a tournament, and it was like, I was still at like 66% health. I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, that game's a lot harder. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, Warband, it's just like, I know all the gimmicks. <clears throat> Yeah. So you just run around, and you're just a god. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was showing John Schaefer how to play, and it was like... Oh, yeah, you just figure out, like, the perfect positioning to stand when you're doing, like, certain fights. Like, you know, so you fight, you kill, like, 100 people while your soldiers can, like... (laughs) Yeah, dude, that's exactly, like... um, And you just, like, you just position yourself right, and you use your stuff right, and you use, like, high ground, and you do all this stuff just right, just exploit, like, a few things, you know? And you're able to win huge battles, you're able to win the tournaments all the time, you're able to do all this stuff, even from, like, low level. I mean, it's a little harder, but once you start doing more damage and have more health, it becomes a little easier, but... That game's easy to exploit. (laughs) Yeah, But it's so fun, though. Viking Conquest is another story. It's so hard. And apparently, you can have, like, crap tons of gold, and you're, like, fully expected to. Which I guess you can... because you can buy a boat. Yeah, the shit that costs like so um, much money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like a hundred thousand, and I'm yeah. like, ah, do you get that much money? Once I had a hundred thousand gold in Warband, I was like, well, I'm unconquerable. Like, yeah. just like, <laughs> and I was like, which kingdom am I buying? Yeah, <laughs> I know Warband. Like, I was pretty close to being able to like throw my name and take over Nord as like. I mean, I felt like I mean, I had some castles and some cities, like not just the little ones, like the big, you know, capital cities, not the capital capital, but you know, like. One of my first games on Warband, I played so much that I was a vassal of the Kingdom of the Nords, and the Nords are the best. I w- conquered everyone as like the Marshal of the Nords. Oh. Like, I conquered everyone. <laughs> um, like ex- the Nords controlled everything. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Like except for maybe like a couple small villages and stuff like that. Like, wow. uh, so we conquered everything. And then I was like, all right, I guess it's time to, like, forge my own faction. So I, like, declared myself for, you know, king and did all that. And now I'm like, wow, I haven't played that file in, like, months. But then it was, I was just, like, slowly retaking all the land that I took for the Nords, like, back from them. It was funny. But I had so many fights and stuff already, like, from, you know leading the Nords to yeah. global victory. And they're like, take all these castles, take all these towns. So yeah. it's like, when I declared for myself, I did have a goodly chunk of oh, stuff. Oh, those all just went with you? Yeah. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. That's how it is, even if you declare for another king, like for one of the pretenders, um, you, all of your fiefs go to them. Oh. All your fiefs, castles, and cities? Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Because, yeah. yeah, I was always I wondered. I was like, I don't want to give all this up. I have a lot of... No, you get to keep them under control, but they basically, like, go to the faction of that pretender king that you're supporting. If that makes sense. What if you, like, join, like, the Rodox or something? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they... I, they probably go with you. Huh. Why wouldn't they? Don't know. They'd have to recapture it from you. I mean, it's not like you just give up. Yeah, this is true. Your troops in there. Warband is one of the best games ever. And I do like Viking Conquest because it's a lot more, like, you have to play a lot more conservatively and right. just, like, smarter. It's definitely, like... The battle controls, I feel like, actually kind of matter. Yeah. Like, I played in a battle as just a lone soldier where I was following, like, this army around, basically. And I got into the battle, and it was like, I wasn't in charge. I was just another soldier, basically. Uh-huh. And it was weird, dude. It was weird watching two computer armies, like, basically fight each other. And I couldn't do anything other than, like, follow my computer army around. Uh, and Because it's like, I-, I was fighting with, like, a bunch of, like, Norse warriors. 
and they formed a shield wall, oh. and they did all this crazy stuff where they were like a perfect square, and they're just like stabbing, you know, and doing oh, all this wow. stuff, while the other people like encircled around them. But it was like just what weird. It was like the weirdest thing to watch. I was I've like, there's actually that. battle tactics happening Dang, right now. Because when I was leading my troops, it'd be like, it'd just be all loosely going out there and dying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it like the 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 troop controls actually kind of matter in this game. Oh damn! At least I don't know. Maybe that's what it's like in Warband too. If you're watching computers <laughs> fight each other, but. It always seemed like in Warband they just like run at each other like Bruh! yeah that's what I was and saw. then they just like the horses just like circle around constantly yeah, and forever yeah but in this like the battle like they raced at it actually no my army that I was joined with they waited for the other army to come I've seen that and then they threw all their spears at yeah. each other they had like you know that sort of little like spear throwing thing. Mm -hmm. And then I just kept throwing spear. I would run around, like, pick up all the javelins that were on the ground and, like, throw, go and pick them all up, throw, run and pick them all up and throw. And then they waited. And then they slowly advanced, like, as in a formation while the others, like, came and they literally, they circled around and they pressed in from the sides and they did all this crazy stuff. It was weird. It was cool, though. That sounds cool. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to play more XCOM, honestly. Yeah, I might play that tonight. Well, so I played, um... What's that rain game? Heavy rain? Oh, yeah. How's that coming along? Pretty cool. I uh, just played it again. Not last night, because we played Dota. Um, but I've played it twice now. I just got past the part where you have to drive on the freeway. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I remember you telling me about that now. I was like, oh, crap. I forgot about that. It's so crazy. Um, game is pretty cool. Yeah, isn't it? Like, the, the FBI guy with his, like, cool glove and glasses. Yeah. Pretty sweet walking around collecting clues. And, uh, and, yeah, just interesting. Like, I'm definitely uh, interested it's a, to find out what's going on. Dude, that's what it is. Like, you're just, like, I mean, because you play as, like, that one guy, whatever his name is, I can't remember. There's, like, Ethan, the father. Yeah, he plays Ethan for, like, a long time at the beginning of the game. Yeah. And his son goes missing, and then his, or his son dies. Yeah, he gets And then his other son gets motherfucking kidnapped, and you're just like, oh, my God. And you, like, and become sort like of invested. Weird, yeah, episodes. Then the FBI guy comes in, and then there's the, the detective. The, the detective, detective comes in first, I guess. Yeah, and uh, and I've only played as the girl once so far. It just was switching to her when I turned. Oh it yeah, off. I forgot. Um, but I don't know if I can keep playing it. Like Alexis is so um, susceptible to that kind of scary stuff. Scary, like the. It's not that scary though. No, it's not. But I think the I think her imagination gets away with her. Like. Like, uh, like it was a good scene when, when it switched to the girl, like, like I was, uh, I was like into it, you know? Yeah, like, you were involved, you were sucked in? No, I just, like I was in, yeah, I, was, I mean, I was sucked in and involved, but I mean, also like the suspense or like the... Yeah, it's a very cinematic because thing, she's, like it she's is just getting, very absorbing. She's like getting jumped. Yeah. And there's like these shadows moving around and she's like, what the hell? Oh yeah, in her house. Yeah. Oh, I forgot and she's about like, that. Well, my fridge is open. Why is my fridge open? She goes and closes it, and then boom, another shadow. Or she gets, and then she gets jumped. Yeah, and she gets attacked, and she's fighting these guys off. Yeah, like, did you finish that scene? Yeah. Oh yeah. I just didn't want to say exactly what what happened. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, like that was that was a pretty intense scene, and I was definitely like, you know, she was sitting there saying, "I got to get out of here. I can either my phone's over there, or I got to get to the door. There's somebody yeah. in here." Like. It was amping you up, you know, like making you feel. It does a really good job of that, especially, but that's why I was telling you, like, I wanted to play it again and try to get one of the alternate endings, oh, yeah. and I got, like, 40 minutes into it, and I was like, oh, like, I just can't do it, you know what I mean? Because like, you knew, like, the, I knew all the little twists uh, and turns, and I knew all this stuff. Like, I was more interested in, like, the dialogue stuff, but uh -huh. it's like, but you still got to go through all the tedious, like, checking for clues and opening up all the drawers, which when your first time you're playing it, it's fun because you are solving yeah. a crime. Yeah. Like, and you're looking for clues and you really want to know the answer. Yeah. But then once you know, and it's like, all right, I already know, like, how it ends and all this but stuff. But what about the different endings? That doesn't change. It does change. No. There's seven or eight or nine different endings that all have, change. like, different outcomes. Yeah. But, um... And all lead to different things. Like, for the most part, I think no matter what, the crime gets solved. But it's just like different endings in terms of like, <clears throat> you know what I mean? I think there's an ending where like, well, I don't know. one person gets off 
free or like another person gets found guilty or whatever. Like it's different, just like different endings. Like maybe yeah. somebody dies or something. I don't know. I had one. I had only had one ending. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know when I get to the end what mine is. I'll but anyway, so that scene like, right there, in particular, like I don't know how much she was watching, but that the, freaked her out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that is a little bit of a scary scene, I guess, because it's a woman like in her house in her underwear, like running from bad guys. Yeah. I also wasn't expecting the uh, nudie scene. <laughs> oh, is there a nudie scene? Yeah. Oh. I thought it, like, tastefully blocked everything. Nope. Oh. Well, it's Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't care. I, def- uh, I know I wasn't going to play with the kids up. So yeah. Said braided in. <laughs> yeah, I definitely forgot about that. But I, I thought, I thought it, was... it would block it, and I was like, oh, those are, those are some movies. Uh, yeah, I thought it tastefully I mean, it blocks at the bottom parts. It's like a sex scene where I think... Oh. I think that must be the only scene where it shows any, like... Maybe she, like, goes and takes a shower. What? Where she, she, like, goes and takes a shower. Yeah. Um, the scene with the P.I., that was kind of an interesting one with the baby. Be- oh. Oh. Baby. Yeah, where he's he goes and finds one of the... Oh, the house? The yeah. trailer? Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like that scene. That was a good scene. Yeah. Game's good. Game's good. I'm, I'm pretty well into it, yeah. Yeah, you just become so invested, and it's, like, all these little things, you know, and it's just... Well, and it's like, yeah, I don't can't talk about it too much because, like, definitely don't want to give parts of the, of the game away. But it's like, or, um, Dude, reminds like me of like Saw a little bit, where yeah. you get this, you know, that yeah, message, you get this to message do stuff, and then you have like, to play all these little drive games. on the freeway. Yeah, like, oh, want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. So, uh, That's why he's the jigsaw killer. Oh wait. It's the origami killer. Damn it. <laughs> Why did I think it was a jigsaw killer for a moment? I guess because we were talking about Saw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they all have, yeah, something going on. All of the storylines are pretty engrossing, I think. You because, you know, because, like, yeah, they're just all sort of independent threads of these different things. I don't think any single character's, like, plot gets boring. I yeah. think every time you get there, it's not like when you're reading a book and you're like, I don't care about this guy. Yeah. Why are we here? It's yeah. like, oh, finally, we're back to this. Thank God. And then you get to the next one, it's like, finally, we're back to him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, Alexis listened to part of uh, one of our podcasts the other day. I don't know which part, but, uh, oh, it was when we were talking about ghosts and stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one episode. And uh, it's I, I had said something to about how she's uh, susceptible to ghosts or like had a ghost experience or something. Yeah. And uh, she said something like, uh, she was like, don't say I'm so susceptible to everything. Like, well, you kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> well, now she's going to hear it. She's now gonna... she'll have to listen to this whole 45 minutes of this. Yeah, starting to... <laughs> with a Dota rambling. Yeah, she won't make it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. Anyway, I guess that's all the time we got. I guess so. Well, uh, you guys can uh, tweet us. I'm at Red is Awesome. I'm at Ted Jetplane. You can email us at awesome at airpodcast.com. Like us at Facebook at facebook.com slash airpodcast. You can call us at 657 888 Like we said before, brought to you by Dota Buff. Just kidding, but seriously, <laughs> Dota Buff, call us. Yeah, dude, uh, I would not turn down a uh, subscription. I'll plug your site. Heck yeah, dude, I'd take a subscription too. That's so cheap for them, probably. Yeah, like what? When we're sitting there advertising for it and saying how cool it is, getting other people... Again, Dota Buff, call us! <laughs> In the meantime, listener, go subscribe to Dota Buff and tell them we sent you. <laughs> Anyways, that's Andy Brothers for this week. See ya. Goodbye.